my friends, and welcome to another episode of the world's number one underrated or not even rated. I don't even actually think it's a rated podcast. You know what it is? It's my mind with Stephen Taylor. Welcoming you all to here. Have a seat, relax, sit down by fire maybe. Hell, even listen to me when you're driving the car. In Russia, we don't have the car. We have a car that is pulled by one horse. Seriously, just one horse. Hello. How are we? How are we this week? This fine week in 2021, year of our Lord. It's, um, it's been a good one. It's been a good week. I've done lots of stuff, trying to stay more consistent with the, I know I talk about it a lot, but I'm trying to really get into like a groove of things and yeah, I did a couple of episodes the last couple of weeks, um, before work and I really struggled to get my work done. So I'm trying to do it on my days off. Now, um, I've got like that extra staff at the moment. So I'm trying to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm doing, doing heaps of things. Yes. Uh, how, how's my day going? So, sorry, you're asking me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, just checking. Just checking. You were talking to like the other Stefan in the room. That's all. It's, uh, yeah, sometimes it gets confusing. Because sometimes you talk to yourself, but you really want to talk to your other self. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had like a conversation where you're talking to, uh, you're talking to yourself and you just think, you know what? It's the other Stefan that needs to hear this. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just me. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, I've often come to peace and come to terms with, talking to myself, <gasps> but that's okay, so we got some big news, big, 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 big news, here we go, bringing the news, straight from you, straight for you, Jamrock, here we go, it's, um, I actually don't like this news, it, I, I seen it yesterday, and, um, yeah, I'm not on board with it, because, well, the news is that Daft Punk are like, not calling it quits, but they're retiring. So they just want to live happily and that's it. Done deal. And, um, hey, look, more power to them. That, that's awesome. I, I really, I really like, I like Daft Punk heaps, heaps. I love electronic music. I like a lot of music, but especially some of the old, like, uh, what was our homework? you know, with like Defunk, that's such a cool song, um, I just, uh, I really, really like it, and I like the fact that they were, well, they are, they're French <laughs> as well, like, there's a lot of really good French electronic arts, like, is another one you should check out as well, he's a good one, not that you're gonna, like, not check out, um, Daft Punk, I mean, Daft Punk, you already know, everybody knows Daft Punk, surely, everybody, um, yeah, it really sucks, because I've got a lot of memories, a lot of kitchen memories attached with Daft Punk. In fact, I've got so many memories. I may or may not share some with you if you would uh, allow me to be so kind and so generous. I will pray tell some stories. Is that the right way to use that? Oh, well, that's not. Uh, yeah, I really like Daft Punk. I think it's a good thing that they're... Um, Opt- not necessarily opting out, but I think it's good that they're, they want to just sit back and enjoy their life because like how much, you, surely you get to a point in your music career when you have such a big backlog of songs, excuse me, <gasps> a huge backlog of songs that you would get to the point of, is there anything else I can do? I haven't, I think the one... I think they've won three Grammys. Yeah, I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure they won Best Album for Random Access Memories and the song Get Lucky, that one, like, best song. 
And they might have got best artist as well. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But that that ah oh, that I I really like that album too, Random Access Memory. That's a really, really cool album. That is so like it just embodies the whole Daft Punk feel. And the good thing about Daft Punk is that that yeah, their music evolved, but it was just it stayed it had like the same vibe. You know, it's like when you listen to um Led Zeppelin, for example, you listen to Led Zeppelin and like their early stuff and then, you know, the whole like, um, Snow Mountain Top and then you listen to like Mothership, like the remaster and that, and it's all still really, really good. It, and, um, yeah, you, you listen to like Robert Plant now, like the lead singer of Led Zeppelin and it's like, he's just singing, like, soul songs, because <laughs> I don't think he can hit the high notes anymore, you know, like, his his music and the way he sang, and um, it, it, it all changed, you know, like, it, he had this, um, this revelation that he couldn't do, like, the high pitch, um, the high pitch note, like, the, the, the sing the high notes, you know, I can't remember what the, what they call it when you sing, like, a high note, I know, like, a, it's like a baritone when you sing really, really low. Really, really low, like some Tennessee Ernie Ford stuff. Anyway, going back on like uh, Daft Punk, yeah, it's good. Like they, they just kept their consistency, you know, like they've always just been a great artist and they're just so like, it's awesome that they kept the persona of like, yeah, everyone knows their names, for sure, but they just kept, even at, like, the Grammys, like, when they accepted Album of the Year, they, um, they didn't say anything, <laughs> they just had the helmets on, and, like, the, the white suits, and that was it, that's, like, yeah, that's so awesome, that they just kept, for 28 years, they've kept this persona as their two, like, funky disco, um, electronic robots, you know, like, they're not known as, um, Thomas Bengalta, Guy Emmanuel de Home Christo, you know, they're just, yeah, they're just, ah, oh, it's, it's actually really sad, you know, that they're, they're not gonna make any more music, but like I said, you know, I understand it, and I get it, and I'm okay with it, because I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of random access memories, <laughs> You know, when it comes to, um, is that like, is that what RAM stands for? Like, is that, is that right? Like, is RAM, hang on, let me just ask myself. It does RAM in computer language mean random access memory? Why, yes, Stefan. If we look back into our, into our memory, it is true that random access memory is the, actually means... Ram. How interesting that they pretend to be like computer people, robots, and they have a they have a they have a album called Random Access Memory. Isn't that cool? That's a cool. That's so cool. You know, um, obviously people have probably picked that up before, but yeah, I just I think that's a cool thing. They they pretend to be like the robots and that, and then they literally bring out an album called. R-A-M for like RAM and computer. Like, that's awesome. Good on you, Daft Punk. Good on you, Guy and Thomas. I wish all the best. And I hope we do see you come back for like a... In Australia, we have an artist called John Farnham and he's been retiring since I was eight. I'm 29 now. <laughs> and so hopefully he doesn't... Um... No, no, I'm not throwing any... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not throwing any... Um ill will on John Farnham, it's just, you know, you did say you were going to retire a while ago, and you just keep coming back, so, I think Australia's over it too, like, we're just like, yeah, it's just a part of life, it's like, do you ever see the episode of Spongebob, Squarepants, <laughs> where, um, um, Spongebob rips his pants, and then he gets known as the uh, ripped his pants guy, then he just keeps doing it, doing it, and uh, everybody gets over the joke. It's like that's what happened with John Farnham and his um, retirement. 
everyone just got over it and they were just like, ah, oh, he's just going to keep doing it. <laughs> there's nothing we can do. There's, there's nothing we can do. He's just going to keep coming back. There's no, there's nothing we can do about it. Johnny Farnham is going to keep coming back and singing a song, singing the songs. You know, uh, anyway. So I hope, I hope, look, um, Daft Punk, thank you for the random access memories. And we really appreciate it. I was working at this place. I'll, I'll tell you a story about like one of the memories I have with this song. Um, <laughs> uh, I was, I've said it before. Generally, I just listen to music in the kitchen. It doesn't matter what. I just try to put something on. I generally put music on to just have music on instead of it just being quiet. And you just, I just get over the, the monotonous noise of a knife bouncing up and down on a chopping board or like, you know, things getting put into containers or the dishwashing machine or like the exhaust fans, like you just get over those noises. So, you know, I just put music on and and it's on because it's on. It's not on because I'm listening to it. Does that make sense? I'm listening to it, but I'm not engaging in it. It's just on to feel the, to feel the noise and to feel the background noise. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Uh, just wanted to clarify. Oh, that's okay. You know, I, I appreciate the clarification. Yeah, but you know, I know that we often agree, but it's sometimes nice when we agree so quickly. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm happy that we agree. Because it'd be weird, don't you think, if we didn't agree? Yeah, it would be. Because then you would have two opposing opinions in your head. But I'm saying this all out loud, aren't I? <gasps> Nah, that's okay. It's off for the entertainment. It's off for the entertainment, man. Here we go. Bring the rhythm. Anyway, um, so what, one of my gr- good memories with Daft Punk is, um, I've got a few, but this is a good one. Uh, I'll, we're in the kitchen and uh, Get Lucky, Come On. You know, that's the song by uh, Daft Punk and Pharrell Williams and that. And, ooh, Cookbar outside. You don't see many of those. He's a big one too. Far out. Hello. Hello, you. You little cheeky little cuckoo Anyway, sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, so we're in there and Get Lucky comes on and, you know, we're all, it was like my last shift at this place and we're all just like, you know, bopping along like, oh, what a good song. You know, this is when it first came out. Uh, nearly six years ago. That's how old that song is, eh? Nearly six years ago that song came out. Probably longer, actually. It came out in 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014 or 2013. I want to say, hey, hey, hey. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're bopping along. And this kitchen hand, he starts, like, um, you know, dancing. And then this, like, wa- waitress starts, like, dancing with him and like she starts like to grind him a little bit and he has like this <laughs> he's like this look on his face like he found God <laughs> he's like oh this what, what do we do you can see his body like processing like oh do, do I push back on it do, what, do I push back on it what, what do I do and she was you know I mean, she was only like having a joke and having a laugh and, and whatever. Maybe she liked it, maybe she didn't. But you could just see his brain stop and go, oh, all right. You could see him like trying to like, it, he had the look like, like I said, like he found God who he was trying to like square root the building. He was like, whoa, whoa, this, how do we react? Do, do, I, do I touch up? Do, do, do I touch up? <laughs> and he's looking at me and I'm like, yeah, get it, get it. <laughs> uh, anyway, and I was like, it was good because the song was Get Lucky and he was probably like, I'm going to get lucky. Pharrell Williams and Daft Punk are going to show me the way to get lucky. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's one of my fond memories. Actually, I'll tell you a follow-up story to, um, it, this isn't a Daft Punk one, but you know, uh, I'll tell anyway. So I, I used to work at this place where they would have like live music. And, um, there would be one, one musician, he'd come like 
every blue moon, you know, he was only there to like fill, um, fill a slot if a musician called in sick or whatever. And, um, he used to play that, um, he used to play Pony by Genuine, Genuine. If you've not heard Pony by Genuine, Genuine, sorry, I don't know why I say I keep saying Genuine. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Genuine. Anyway, if you haven't heard Pony by Genuine, pause it, go listen to it and appreciate that song. Like that is, that is a cool song from the late 90s and uh, early early 2000s, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was around like 90, oh, I want to say 97, 98, but you know, you'd have to look that up and you can correct me in the, um, you can correct me in the, uh, in the comments or you can leave a review, a five-star review, positive one and say, Hey, look, mate, it was actually 99 or, you know, or don't because, you know, that hurts the morale. (laughs) Hang on. I'll just sip the coffee. Yeah. So, uh, coffee has been sipped. I've learned how to mute, kind of, not really, I'm still getting my head around it, but, um, anyway, so this guy, so you've looked it up, you've paused it, looked it up, you're great, you appreciate the song, it's got the, that cool beat, I'm like, because, you know, I don't want to pay royalty to Genuine, so I, I won't do the beat, but, um, anyway, you used to sing Pony, right, so, it was, um, he rocks up, we all look in the kitchen, it's like, oh man, that guy's here, that plays, um, Pony, like, that's sick. And, you know, one of the guys was like, I want to hear it in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, what do you want to put it on? Like, put it on here. And it's like, no, I want to hear him in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, all right, dude. And um, it was one of those nights where everything just kind of fell apart. Like the front of house fell apart. Back house was okay because we'll listen to Pony by Genuine. <laughs> but, you know, at, at the front, it was getting... Um, it was getting a bit tentative, you know, the tension was there and, um, it was this girl's like first, um, I can't remember if it was a girl or boy actually. Anyway, it was her first like supervisor shift or his first supervisor shift. So it was really like a, a test in the water to see if she could do the job and us in the kitchen, this guy's like said to this other guy, he's like, Hey, turn the music up turn that guy up because I want to hear it in the kitchen. And this guy was like, yes, yes, chef. Yes, 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 chef. And like cranks it. <laughs> so, and, uh, I think we requested for for him to play as well. The guy went out there and said, Oh bro, can you play this song? I think, I think that's how it happened. Or he just ended up playing because it, it was always in his set and he's playing it, you know, and he's like, starts doing like the beat on the acoustic guitar. Like everyone in the kitchen is just like, yeah. Yeah, Daniel one, Daniel one, you know, and um, <laughs> it's it's so loud, like it's deafeningly loud, like turned up, turned up to a hundred and eleven, you know, like it is so loud, and you know we don't have a care in the world, we can hear like this guy sing genuine by pony, <laughs> and um, the the speaker covering on the speaker actually falls off like just the cover and like falls and like hits this guy that just the covering. So like the plastic bit, not like a heavy part, but it comes off and it hits this guy on the head and he's like, this is unacceptable. I come here for a nice dinner, not to listen to some, some guy play, music really, really loud and have stuff fall on my head. That's not what I came out for, you know. Or at this point, all the toys are out of the prayer. And this girl or boy comes in, the, the supervisor or whatever, comes in and she's like, who turned it up? And we're like, we just shook our heads and we're like, uh, no idea. <laughs> uh, no idea. No idea who turned it up, but, you know, it's a good song, isn't it? It's like, oh, everything's just going wrong. I can't believe it. Every, everything is just going wrong. And, uh, she, you know, lost control, but you know, we had a, we had a cracking good time. We had a good bit of crack in there as the Irish say, is that how you say it? Is that the right context? Cause I know crack means good in, um, Irish slang. Maybe I just said crack or crake. That's no, not crake. It's crack. I'm pretty sure it's crack. Anyway, uh, uh, it was, it was a, it was a golden moment. Eh? Cause I could just picture this guy just thinking, why is this music? 
so, so, so loud. I'm just trying to eat my steak. Same guy, right? Uh, going off track, but this guy, we used to have like a uh, ribeye, no, sorry, an eye fillet on the menu. And uh, traditionally, what you do with meals is you put them on plates, okay? So when you uh, put it on a plate, it's presented, right? A lot of steaks go on plates. All boards with today's trend, you know, some reason everybody wants to put food on a board, which I don't get, but whatever. And um, <laughs> this guy, he complained about a steak for one, that it wasn't his rarity. Mind you, it was, you know, sometimes people's understanding of uh, what rare is or what medium rare is, is generally not. So generally, like when people say they want a medium and then it comes back to them with well, like a nice shade of pink, pink, they say, oh, it's not medium. You know, so anyway. Uh, I'd like to thank all the celebrity chefs and cooking shows for defining what medium and medium rare is to the general public so then they can uh, continue to whinge and complain about it. So uh, thank you. Uh, I'm only kidding, of course. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this guy sends the steak back. He's not happy with it. Wants another one. So we're all like, yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Look, it'll be uh, X amount of time. The guy's like, oh, okay, no worries. And this guy, he grabs it, grabs a steak, you know, cooks it, and then uh, I think it was late in the in the service, like all the doctors have been gone, so he had a bit of time to think. And he was like, this guy, this guy's upset me. And I was like, oh, chef, why? You know, like he's like, that steak was perfect, and now I've got to cook him another one. You know, like because you're petty, you get upset over things. And uh, he's like, this is it. I'm going to mess with this guy. And I was like, oh no, what's he going to do? Like, have you ever seen a movie called Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long? It's, um, actually Dane Cook's in that too. Not that I'm a fan of Dane Cook, but yeah, it's pretty funny that he's in that. Anyway, it, it basically summarizes a lot of like hospitality life, you know, like party hard and then get up, earn tips or go work hard in the morning again. And, um, <laughs> Anyway, so I thought it was going to go, go, go watch Waiting. If you haven't seen Waiting, go watch it. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a waiting scenario. And he like puts a, he grabs a bowl, like a deep dish bowl and puts like plates, the, the steak in the bowl. And he was like, looks at me and he's like, I want to watch him try and cut the steak in that bowl. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna mess with him. He's gonna he's not gonna be able to cut this steak properly in the bowl, is he? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh okay. I'm happy it went that way instead of like, you know, because I said to him, I said, mate, I thought you were gonna spit in his food or something like gross like that, or like um put a put hairs in it or something like that. And he was like, nah man, nah. There's other ways to mess with people than tarnishing the product and making the product worse. And uh, I was like, oh, true that, Chef, eh? And anyway, so we, he goes out to the toilet and the toilet was outside, so he had to walk through the, um, past the bar to get to the toilet. And he looks at this guy and he's like, yes, he has the little win because this guy is like, he's put his fork in the steak and then the knife and as he's cut through, the knife has stopped. I <laughs> like the bowl, so it like doesn't go through properly. He keeps like hitting the outside edges or like the inside edges of the bowl. So every time he goes to cut it, he like hits the bowl and can't cut through the steak properly. Oh, it was gold, eh? It was so funny. He's describing it to me. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a funny memory. So we got off a bit tracked from um Daft Punk and how good Daft Punk are, but um you know. That's a, just a, a fun little memory. I've got another one. Would you like to hear another one? Because that's what we're here for, aren't we? We're here to talk about me bang on and bang on a lot about uh, life and what what's happened within my life. I really want to thank all of you. And, and this comes from a really, really good place. I really want to thank all of you for uh, joining the journey and, and uh, following it on social media. I know I don't post a lot, but, you know, it comes with the bibs and bobs of life, as a, a friend of mine says. It's hard to um, 
it's hard to just find the time. Like, I don't want to be on social media a lot. So, like, when I am, I try to do it all at once, you know, and it, it makes it a bit hard. I'm trying to work out scheduled posts too, so it's, um, anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, there's a Facebook page that you can go and like. You can go to, um, quick, quick little plugs. You can go to My Mind uh, with Stefan Taylor Facebook, official Facebook page, and you can leave a like there, and you can even start a conversation or throw some comments out there and I'll happily reply. I'm very active in the, uh, in the Facebook page and the group as well. There's a group called, uh, my mind podcast. I'm pretty sure the group is, uh, with, uh, Stefan Taylor, uh, if you would like to do that, or you can go to iTunes or Google and leave a five star review. There we go. Done. Um, so here, another quick one, right? Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Have you ever, uh, it's more of a, a conversational piece rather than a story. I have a story with it, but I'll just talk about this for a second. Have you ever watched someone else eat? <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. The answer is yes. But have you actually watched not a family member or a friend? Have you ever watched a random person just eat? Because sometimes it is quite grotesque and quite strange. Now, I've built a career of uh, working in kitchens and generally walking outside of the kitchen to go somewhere uh, through the dining room or wherever else. And you generally see people eat. You generally see them eat, right? And uh, I seen this one person. It was actually a family, right? A family of four. So two adults, two kids. And... So generally how you hold a fork is how you would like, similar to how you would um, hold a pen, I guess, or a pencil, right? So, and you would sit there at the table and you would just put food in your mouth, right? These guys pretend like, put a pencil in your hand, right? And then have it so the pointy end is facing your body, right? And hold it with like a closed grip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the, um, uh, I'll put a picture of it, of like an example, right? Um, and they, they were eating like that. So they were shoveling the food up and then putting, the, <laughs> I'm doing it as we speak. They were like shoveling the food onto the fork and then they were trying to like bend their wrist and their forearm into their mouths. Eh? It was the strangest thing I'd ever seen. And it was all of them. All of them were doing it. Like fair enough. That, like, I think the kid was like maybe two, three, maybe four even. That's a big age gap. Maybe she was like two or three. <laughs> and, um, you know, fair enough. She's doing it. She doesn't know how to. But the parent, the parents are eating like that. eh? So like. You hold it, it's like, you ever see Psycho, how she's like stabbing the knife, or the dude's like stabbing the knife like that? That's how they were holding their forks. That's how they held their forks, man, I'm telling you. It was the strangest thing. Go and try and eat anything like that. Or to all my work friends, show me. You, you, uh, I'll show you at work how these people were eating. It was the strangest oddest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. And it threw me off the whole day. I was out of whack and out of sync. I didn't know what to do. I thought, where have these people come from? What did they just forget all and every table manner? You know, like it's crazy. It's crazy. Have you ever tried, try and eat anything like that? Like it is hard. I can't even like lift a cup of coffee. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's so odd. It's so odd. Anyway, that's my little story about that. So people eat weird, you know? It's most, no, I'm not going to say most people. I'm sure there's a demographic of people that just eat weird, like they didn't have table manners or for, for whatever reason. I'm not here to judge anyone's life. For I don't even... Um, I judge my own quite harshly, so I, t <laughs> I don't wish to judge anyone else's because I've got a lot on my plate as far as judging goes. I'm more than happy to sit here and judge my own life. Uh, excuse me. 
Uh, just a quick update. No one is actually mowing their lawn at the moment, which I'm quite happy about. Can we talk about something? Can we talk about how, not last episode, but the episode before, I was talking about the Oscars, and I was talking about how they're probably going to give Chadwick Boseman the award for Best Actors uh, Posthumous, which means after death, I think. Um, and now I looked at the Golden Globe nominees, and he's nominated for Best Actor in a Drama for the Golden Globes. And generally when you're nominated for the Golden Globes, you're generally in the running or you're on the very, very short list to be nominated for the Academy Award. So I'm pretty sure you could, I'm not saying do it, but you could put $100 on like any uh, betting application and you might win. Uh, don't put 100 Put 10 bucks on Chadwick Boseman to win Best Actor. And I, I reckon they're good odds. They would be good odds because he... He does a good job. I'm not so he's in my range black bottom if you haven't seen it. But he does a really good job. But it's not his it is it actually it is. It is probably his best performance. But it, I don't know if it trumps like Anthony Hopkins in the Farber. You know what I mean? Like or um uh Stephen Ewan in Imari. Uh Minura. Is that is that the name of the movie? Anyway, the movie's about a Korean family that moved to the uh, Midwest of America in the 80s and built a farm, and they come through, you know, they have all these um, obstacles to pass in their life. It's a good movie. Stephen Ewan is really good. If you don't know who Stephen Ewan is, Y-U-E-N, he was uh, Glenn from uh, The Walking Dead, it, uh, if that makes that makes it easier to remember and to look up. Um, yeah, and Glenn's, Glenn's awesome. Glenn's cool, man. You know, he bags a white girl. He gets, he's an Asian, this is what all Asians aspire, they all aspire to get, like, a hot, <laughs> white, or, like, Western girlfriend, I shouldn't say white, I should say Western, like, a Western girlfriend, like, that's the, the ultimate dream, because generally, in a lot of Asian culture, you just marry within your country, or within your continent, <laughs> you don't, um, yeah, that's just Asian culture, you know, it's the same with, like, uh, I would say in India, like, they would just marry... Indians or Australians and marry Australians, you know, like it's not racist or discriminatory, you know, it just is what it is. Going on a, on like Asian stereotypes and um, being derogative, not even being derogative. Um, I'll tell you who's like killing it right now is the man in the orange polo, um, Uncle Roger. It's, it's it's like a um, surely you 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 would have seen the the Uncle Roger fried rice videos, and that guy is so funny. Like being, I know I'm not full Asian, but I'm like I'm like half Thai, so you know there's an Asian in me, because you know that's it, it's just is what it is. Anyway, there's there's an Asian in me, and when I see the Uncle Roger videos, they just make me laugh, and I'm so happy for that guy. the The way he's portraying the stereotypes is like good because it's in a positive way. He's not saying it like, do you remember um, Mickey Rooney, right? This is going back. Do you remember a movie called uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey Hepburn and the tall dude? <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name for life of me, but Mickey Rooney was in it, I'm pretty sure. And Mickey Rooney played three roles in that movie. He played a drunk homeless dude, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm, uh, some kind of authority figure, I'm pretty sure. And then the third one was he played a Chinese doorman. And it was horrible. It was... The the sad thing about like old Hollywood is that it's just obscenely racist and everybody just kind of overlooks it because instead of hiring a Chinese person or like an Asian person to do those roles, they just thought, oh, well, looking Asian is just as easy as hiring someone Asian, isn't it? So you can just like get someone who looks Asian and then just put some tape on their eyes. This is literally like what he looks like. They have tape on the eyes to make him look like squinty, like an Asian person. And, um, 
and then it's all okay. That's what always baffles me about old Hollywood. It's just the stuff that they they get away with and they think, yeah, yeah, we did that right. <laughs> yeah, it was, you're right, you're right. It was definitely easier to just get a white dude to play the Asian guy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was funny, like that was like the comic relief in there. But like I watched it, uh, maybe a year ago or two years ago. And I was just like, I'm almost offended. Like, I'm not even like, I don't even get offended by a lot. But at that, at that point I was like, Oh, I'm a little bit, I'm almost offended at this, you know? But anyway, going back to uncle Roger, like shout out, I'll, I'll tag you, uh, uncle Roger. Cause you know, I don't think you'll shout me out, but look, being a, being a half Asian, it's awesome that you're doing it and you can, you're portraying like a stereotype of like, you know, your, your culture and Asian culture, but you're doing it in such a cool way, man. Eh? And I, I really, I tip my hat to you. It's, uh, I won't imitate you, but yeah. Thank, thank you, uncle Roger, because you're the, you're the uncle that we all, you, you're the Asian uncle that we all wanted a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. You do really cool. It's cool stuff too. I like it. I really like the, um, uh, what do you say? The Hey-ya! I really like that. Hey, eh? that's, that's so funny. Every time I watch them, they just make me laugh so much, you know? And you got to see it from like, it's not a, he's not trying to be offensive. Don't take it as offensive because he's obviously a comedian and he's obviously doing it to, um, you know, just for a laugh, you know, like if you don't, a wise person once said to me, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. You know, so you just got to laugh at the situations and uh, it's pure comedy, man. Hey, eh? that's how you got to see it. It's pure comedy. Yeah. It's interesting that like, oh, I don't know if it's interesting, but <laughs> it's definitely strange that when people do like the, like if I did a, um, oh, uh, like an impress- impersonation of like, um, a, a white dude, maybe it would be seen as weird, you know, it's like when some white people do like the Asian accent, it's weird, like I said, like, uh, Mickey Rooney, is it Mickey Rooney? Because now, the more I say it, the more I think Mickey Rooney is a soccer player, <laughs> like a football player for Man- Manchester United, and not the guy I'm thinking of, it might even be Jackie Gleason, eh? Oh, who was it? Ah, oh, cannot remember now, eh? Anyway. Anyway. Um, look, I really like Breakfast at Tiffany as well. I, I really like Moon River, the song. I think she sings Moon River, Audrey Hepburn. That's just a cool song. It's cool. It's a cool break from the... Uh, that's what I... It's actually one of the good things I like about old Hollywood is that there's a lot of, like, singing and dancing and it's a lot of, like, transitioning from Broadway to film like a lot of the broadway productions were just made into films and so they just made the songs carry throughout the um throughout the movie as well like the um yeah like singing in the rain you know i'm sure that was a broadway production with uh gene kelly you know hang on i'll just sip my coffee i'm sure that was like a stage performance or even like a one-off song, and then it got turned into um, this, you know, great movie. You know, Singing in the Rain, Regine Kelly. It's a good song. Um, i tell you what I do like. I like the whole, just the personas of like 1950s and 1960s television. Like, how cool. Remember when Johnny Cash, hey, 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 you over there. Do you remember when Johnny Cash had a TV show? <laughs> No, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, the Johnny Cash um, TV show. Yeah, so, sometimes I say things, and I realize that my age demographic will like either remember or like demographics younger than me will just not know. I'm just like, oh no, who's Johnny Cash? Is he the guy that sang the Hurricane? No, that's Bob Dylan. Oh, okay, okay. Did he do? Did he do Heart of Gold? No, it's Neil Young. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't know who Johnny Cash is then. Ring of Fire? Oh, the Ring of Fire guy. Oh, when you eat too much, when you eat too much chili or hot food, you get the Ring of Fire. That's what I hate about 
Johnny Cash's legacy is that um, Ring of Fire is such a reference to like really bad hot diarrhea. And it's like one of his songs. It's like his most famous song. The, the interesting thing is actually, because I'm a bit of a Johnny Cash. Um, I'm actually a huge Johnny Cash fan. I love Johnny Cash. Um, it, that song was actually written by um, his his wife at the time, June, June Carter. It was actually written by June Carter and performed by June Carter and um, written by, I think, June Carter's like producer or agent or something like that or mentor. And then she used to do it with like the the harp or whatever and it didn't get the same traction because they didn't have the, the symbolic trumpets and that was Johnny Cash's input to the song. It's like, what if we had some triumphant trumpets at the start to like really perk the song up? And to this day, that is his biggest song. Yeah, there's like not one song that is bigger than Johnny Cash's. Maybe his like reiteration of the song Hurt, which sometimes I can't even listen to. I have to be in a mood to listen to because it actually makes me um, tear up a little bit because it just makes me think of, um, or makes me think of my family and stuff and my dad and stuff and it really makes me sad. So I try not to listen to Hurt um, too much. I, I listen to Hurt a lot. When I was like a little bit down in my um, early days, I used to just listen to that album. What album was it? Solitary Man, eh? I used to listen to American 3, Solitary Man, and I would listen to Back to Back. And then the last song on it was We'll Meet Again, which is, excuse me, which is about, um, well, death, really. <laughs> it's about how we'll see each other again on the other side. The other side being, you know, the afterlife, which is, you know, after or before, whatever. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's like his biggest song. That's what I don't like about Johnny Cash's legacy is that his biggest song is a reference to, like I said, hot diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. That old, uh, that old mud butt. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Yeah, but, but. Do you remember, uh, do, do, uh, you, you, you remember when, uh, we, we were hanging out with those, those two girls, and, uh, we, we were going down Albuquerque Way. Yeah, do, do you remember that? Anyway. Does anyone know where that's from? No. No? No one. Sopranos. Actually, my friend tagged me in, um, an old, like, Sopranos promo with James Gandolfini. I love James Gandolfini. Like, he just, ah, I, I've said it before, I say it all the time, but he just had so much, like, uh, a lot of moxie, you know? He just had so much, like, I don't know, he had this weird aura, like, that's what Macho was, you know? Like, he just played it so well. There's another guy on the show, Richie April, and he just embodies, like, you know, just like so much confidence, eh? Or, or whatever, you know, it was awesome. James Gandolfini, rest in power. I'm really excited for uh, Saints of Newark. The, the, the Saints of Newark. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see, actually. Um, and I'm really hoping it's going to have Dickie Moltisanti. Do you know who Dickie Moltisanti is? That's Chris Moltisanti's dad, right? I can't wait to see the interaction between... Um, Dickie Moltisanti and um, Tony Soprano's dad. You know, I reckon that's going to be cool because they paint like Dickie Moltisanti out to be this like, this, you know, this bad dude, eh? And like Tony Blundetto's dad as well. Yeah. I can't wait for that. What's another really cool thing about The Sopranos that I can't wait for? Oh, actually... I can't wait to see if they reuse the song Woke Up This Morning by the Alabama Three. I can't wait for that. That is the coolest theme song. Talking about, like, recognisable songs, you know, as soon as you hear that, you know, in fear of getting, like, paying royalties, um, that that's first, like, start-up beat to um, Woke Up This Morning, as soon as you hear that, you just, oh, oh, yes! It is the Sopranos. 
I am ready. I am ready. I think a pivotal point in that um in that in that movie, I hope in the prequel is going to be um what I really hope is that it's you know uh, I don't like it when this happens but I really want a, a like a spin-off TV show of like the Sopranos now you know what I mean yeah with like how it looks now yeah one one of the things I'm actually looking forward to in the movie and I don't know if they'll do it I know nothing about the plot basically it's about like it's the um prequel to the Sopranos so it's when uh, Tony's a young adult. So, like, this is when, like, he marries Khan and she's Kamala and um, she's, like, pregnant with, like, or she's probably not even pregnant with Meadow because that happens later. But maybe, because, you know, maybe because her timeline is she's at the end of school, so she would be, like, 16, 17, turning 18 at the f- in the first season. Yeah, so it would make sense that 20 years before when he was younger that they would have the kids. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the card game. Do you guys remember the card game? Do you remember the infamous card game where Jackie April um, and his friends robbed the card game just like Tony and um, Ralph and Jackie April did back in the day? They robbed, like, Feech Lamana's Feech. Uh, what's happened with that old man Feech? Feech Lamana. You know, that was a cool old dude, eh? He was a... He's the, the same, like, Italian tough guy, eh? Like, that guy, old school. Cool old school, too. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that game. And I hope it plays out exactly like... Um, how they recreated it. Does that make sense? So I hope it's the exact same circumstance. Oh no, Ralph doesn't go because he got, um, what does he say? I got chlamydia. I got chlamydia from this broad and I was out for, I was out for three days. Three days, these girl. Your father, Jackie, and Tony, they got the bump up. Everybody said they had the balls. They had the balls to take it. So they got to bump up. Fast tracked all the way to Capo. Capo regime. You know, that's a pretty bad, like, Ralph Cipro. So Joe Pantoliano, I'm very sorry, but I just, um, I can't. I don't know why I can't. I might need another coffee. Hang on a sec. Yeah. There's, yeah, I can't wait. I just can't wait. I love The Sopranos so much. <laughs> I might, I might end on that because, you know, the Sopranos are just too good. Well, how can you, like, not, um, yeah. How can you not love that show? What, yeah, like, what were people doing, you know? Like, you, you shouldn't be watching it now. Like, you should have watched it then. Like, I should have watched it then, you know? Like, that's what sucks, is that a show like this that just had so much momentum back in the day that everyone's just, like, picking up now, you know, um, when did it come out, 99, so, like, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, the first season aired, 2099, something like that, you know, and it finished in, what, 07, yeah, it's a good show, it's such a great show. So, here we are. Yeah, you've come back. So what is the thing, the one thing that, uh, that we, what, that we do every show? That you gotta expect. You gotta expect because that's how you pass the respect. The respect goes up. Actually, a man, uh, uh, uh yeah, a man, I guess, uh, <laughs> he said to me, um, you need to know that there's no sewer system in the world where poo runs uphill. It always goes down. You know, saying that, you know, all sucky jobs go downhill. They don't go uphill. <laughs> Which is, you know, fair enough. Uh, whatever. Whatever, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah, chef. Sure. No worries. You just walk away. Um, but here we are. We're, we're up to the bit that everybody loves. That, um, 
most people love. So you can go and so you, you almost have to at this point. You've got to give me some love. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here doing, doing this. I'm not even going to get cranky, actually. Um, but what I need, oh, it's not what I need. It's just what you should do. You should go leave a five-star review on uh, iTunes or Google. Uh, anywhere where you can leave a review. You can also go to rate this podcast and uh, slash... Uh, my mind with Stephen Taylor. You can leave a, a link on that. Uh, sorry, leave a like on that. I'll put the link for it in the description because I'll um, I'll work it out. Uh, someone said to me, uh, I did it, but then it told me to log in and then flip that. So I said, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I thought you could just like go into it and it would do all that stuff for you. So yeah, that's my bad. I didn't realize that it was um, going to be so... Uh, a more a difficult so um yeah we'll, 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 just, just leave it on iTunes if you leave a like on iTunes that'd be uh, very much appreciated um, what else can you do you can um, you can join the group you can follow me on Instagram Instagram is uh, my mind podcast M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T ooh got it nailed it bring the riddle that's not a part of the Instagram name um, but you can also go and like this page on our Facebook. The, the, the more traction it gets, the more, the more I can start doing, you know, two, two shows of this interesting and groundbreaking podcast instead of one, you know, the more I do it, the more I like it. And the more I hope that I can entertain you guys. And, um, yeah, anyway, I'm working on doing, uh, some YouTube stuff. So watch that space. I'm going to slowly do the... I'm, I'm going to try and work to do a, uh, a live podcast and do one on YouTube soon. So in the next... I say soon, I mean like in the next couple of months. I'm just um, trying to get enough material. I want to get like enough... Lots of material and hopefully have some guests and, and stuff like that. Make it really, really interesting and interactive. So watch that space because there's big things coming in 2021. Big things. And uh, I've got a big announcement next week. It's, it's big for me. I don't know if it's big for you guys, but it's a big announcement. So look, go go and like the page, share with your friends. Tell them, say, hey, look, there's some, hey, look, man, there's some weirdo. And he's, he's doing stories about stuff. You want to hear some cool stories about some everyday life stuff? Look, look him up. Look him up. It's my mind with Stephen Taylor. Look, go check it out. It's cool. It's cool, man. This one, yeah, all right. Yeah, anyway, take it easy. Goodbye.